Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, welcome back to this week's Q&A where I answer your questions that you submitted. And again, if you have any questions, there's a link below where you can do so. And I've been getting a ton of great questions. Today we have two, two very, very good questions. And one of them, uh, someone's probably gonna get a lot more than they bargained for because there's a lot to it. So buckle up, we're gonna dive right in. Question number one. They say, hey, I very much appreciate your podcast and videos. Thank you for producing them. You're very welcome, it's my pleasure. They say, I have a question about the traditional TSP to Roth IRA transfer slash conversions. I know that each conversion creates a new Roth IRA account and a new five-year clock for penalty-free withdrawals. However, I am unclear if my contributions to that new IRA are subject to the five-year rule or only the earnings on those contributions. Okay, so if you are new to the five-year rule and Roth conversions and Roth IRAs, this may be a whole new topic for you, but let me give you the basics so that you, when you hear this the next time, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I, I kind of understand what that is. So here's the deal. There is actually two different five-year rules for a Roth IRA. Okay, there's two different ones, and I've talked about one of them more often than I talk about the other, but both of them are super, super important. And here's the deal. Basically, the first five-year rule for a Roth IRA says this. It says, when you first open up a Roth IRA and put money into it, you've gotta wait at least five years before you can take out the earnings tax-free, okay? At least five years. And again, you do have to be over 59 and a half, again, but you've gotta wait at least five years from when you open it. So for example, Let's say you are 59 and a half and you open up a Roth IRA. Well, you actually can't take out the earnings that that Roth IRA earns without paying taxes on that um, for five years, right? You've gotta wait five years. So that's the first five year rule. Now, this question is actually touching on a different five year rule, right? Surprise, there's two, right? Um, so this second five year rule actually only counts for Roth conversions, okay? A Roth conversion is moving money from a traditional IRA or the traditional TSP over to a Roth IRA, okay? And this five-year rule says, hey, every time you do a Roth conversion, a five-year clock starts. Now, this gentleman or lady said, hey, it actually creates a new Roth IRA. It doesn't have to create a new Roth IRA. You could put putting this Roth conversion into the same Roth IRA, it doesn't matter. Even to the even to one that you started 20 years ago, you could put them all in the same account, but it does start a new five-year clock. Now this five-year clock is different from the one I just mentioned. Okay, it is separate, different rule. Basically what it says is, hey, for every Roth conversion you do, for every time you take money from a traditional account, a traditional IRA, traditional TSP, a five-year clock starts, and before that five-year clock is up, you cannot take out that money that you converted without a 10% penalty, okay? Now, this 10% penalty is the same penalty that you pay or would pay if you take money out of retirement accounts before 59 and a half. Now, as you know, as federal employees with your TSP, there's one big advantage of the TSP, and that is, is if you retire 
in the year that you turn 55 or later, then you can actually access your TSP without this 10% penalty, which is great. Now, if you're special provisions first, it's even better. If you retire in the year that you turn 50 or later, you can access your TSP without that 10% penalty, okay? Now, this 10% penalty is relevant for Roth conversions because here's the deal. What you can actually do to access your traditional IRA money early without this 10% penalty is by using this five this five year rule. Okay, so let, for example, let's say you're actually 40 years old. Okay, you're 40, you're not 59 and a half, you're 40. You have a bunch of money, let's say, in a traditional IRA. How, is there any way to get access to that money before 59 and a half without the 10% penalty? Well, there actually is. Okay, and it's by using this five-year rule, because here's the deal, this is an example of how it would work. Let's say you're 40, let's say you have 100 grand in a, in a traditional IRA. Let's say you move, let's say you move five grand of that into a Roth IRA, so that's a Roth conversion. And, and like we just talked about, there's a five-year clock for every Roth conversion that says, hey, when you do that, when you do that, a five-year clock starts, and you can't take out that five grand before the five-year before that five-year clock is over without that ten percent penalty. So here's the deal. Let's say you're forty. Let's say you know that uh, you're going to need some money at forty-five. Okay, you can convert over five thousand dollars from your traditional IRA over to the Roth IRA. Um, are you gonna have to pay taxes in the year that you do that? Yes, you will, okay? But you always have to pay taxes whenever you take money out of a traditional IRA. That's just how it works, even in retirement, right? Um, so you, you move the five grand over, you wait the five years. Well, after that five years, guess what? With a Roth IRA, you can always take out your contributions even before 59 and a half without, without taxes or a penalty. Your contributions. Anything that you put into a Roth IRA, you can always take out without taxes and without this penalty as long as you wait those five years, okay? And so, therefore, you can access money from a traditional account as long as you just wait the five years. So if you are planning in advance, then you can set yourself up for to potentially have access to money before 59 and a half just by using these different five-year rules. Now. I know this five-year rule thing can get very, very confusing, and if you're one of those people that really wants to dig super deep into these rules, um, a great, great resource for this is if, if into Google you type the five-year rule Roth IRA Kitsis, K-I-T-C-E-S, Kitsis. He is a blogger, a writer, that talks about finance, finance topics all the time. He's got an incredible article on the five-year rule, both of them for Roth IRAs that goes really, really deep. It's really long. It's probably 10,000 words or longer. It is very, very detailed. So if that's you, you definitely want to check that out. So that is some information about the five-year rules that you, if you are going to be using a Roth account, whether the Roth TSP, a Roth IRA, going to do Roth conversions, any of these things, you want to make sure that you understand these five-year rules so that you can get the most out of them. Because whenever there's a law or a rule, there's things, of course, you want to follow, but there's often some strategies then that you can use, like we just talked about, to get access to you know potentially these traditional 
traditional IRA, traditional TSPB's account early by doing some Roth conversions, waiting the five years, and then taking out, not the earnings, but the converted amount out of those accounts without taxes and penalties. So hopefully that makes sense. Again, I know if you're if this is new to you, this may be really way too much all at once, right? And that is why I, when I saw this question that someone sent in, I'm like, wow, there is so much to this question. I'm gonna do my very best to address it, but I know it's gonna go a little long. So that's why I just had this question plus one other question I'm about to address now for this Q&A. So the last question is this. Someone says, hey, if you take out a TSP loan, where does the interest go? Does it get invested back into your account or does the TSP collect it as a finance charge for the agency? So this is a great question. So um, for those that don't know, when you can take a loan out of your TSP, basically you're borrowing from yourself, okay? You take money out of your TSP, you use it for whatever, and you have to pay it back over time. But they do charge interest, okay? Now, this interest does go back into your TSP, right? And the interest rate is based on what the G fund is returning um, at the time that you take the loan. So it's generally pretty low, right? Two, 3% or whatever the G fund is returning, which nowadays is, is very low, okay? It's very low. Um, so you do pay yourself back that interest. Um, so it just goes back into your TSP account, which is the good news. But the true cost of a TSP loan is not the interest. That's not the, the cost, right? The true cost is the fact that that money that you took out is not in your account growing, okay? That's the true cost. And if you have money consistently out of your TSP that could be growing, then that can really make a big, big difference over the course of your retirement. I mean, for example, let's say you take $10,000 out of your TSP for a TSP loan to do whatever, right? Whatever it is, to pay off bills, to go on a trip, whatever it is. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the TSP loan, but when, it, when it's needed, it, it can be helpful, right? Let's say you take it out. Well, let's say the, the stock market had a great year. Let's say it grew by 20%, okay? Well, that means that your $10,000 that was not inside the TSP could have grown up, you know, by thousands of dollars, right? Potentially, depending on how you invested. And so that loan costed you a couple thousand dollars, right? Again, the market can also go down when you take money out, you don't know, but that is the true cost over time. So over a long period of time, you really don't wanna have a TSP loan outstanding if possible, but again, it can be super helpful depending on what you're trying to do, right? I mean, if you're trying to pay off credit cards and some high interest debt, then maybe that makes sense. That's a whole another conversation, but I wanted to address it a little bit, at least in response to this question. So that is the episode for today. If you have any questions, maybe follow-up questions, maybe put in the comments below. There are some great people in the community that really know a lot about this stuff that they definitely answer. And then definitely myself and the team, we try to get in the comments as much as we can, try to answer all your questions. But if you have any specific questions you want me to answer on a video just like this, there's a link below where you can do that. And I hope, again, this is helpful. That is our goal here at Haas Federal Advisors to produce content to serve you, right? Because we produce content uh, on YouTube, on the podcast, on our website. There's tons of articles and tons of things for you. Definitely check that out at HawesFederalAdvisors.com because we're here to serve you, whether it's, whether it's just if you just consume the content, whether you hire us to help you plan for retirement or to manage money, whatever it is, we're here for you. Um, and if you definitely want to learn more, there's a bunch of links in the description below about what we do, how we help people, 
and uh, you have an incredible rest of your day. We'll see you next time.